step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Let's get ready to You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and And I do what I do because I do it for you Now, I know it's been a a week or two since I've been on the air But, did you know, did you know, did you know It's fantasy football playoff season And that's the reason why I am so fly Listen I know that I play a lot of leagues uh, this year, I didn't do too many. I think I did about, uh, I want to say, 13, 14 leagues. Made the playoffs in all but, uh, um, there was a, uh, one league I'm not going to talk about because I feel as though I was uh, summarily, um, I, I was not treated fairly in that league, and um some things went down and I I was replaced. It wasn't a good I mean it was a good team, but for the settings it it didn't do what I thought it would do. Let's just say I had a lot of good players that underperformed. And uh in this league, you have to have like 20 23 active players and um if a person doesn't play that week, some teams opted to not play them. You know, instead of dropping one of the players or dropping a, a player to go to the waiver wire just to get a you know a spot player, they opted not to play them. Well, I did have that situation happen to me about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, about four weeks ago, I want to say. And um, it was the first time all year that it happened. And since I was unable to fill the team, uh, you know, I got kicked out. The week prior, I chose um, to leave a player in that was not um, – he, he he was questionable. And it turns out, like, an hour or so before the game, he didn't play. Well, um, I'm 14 hours ahead of anybody else in that league, so – it was maybe one, two o'clock in the morning, and I was asleep when the game started. So, 
you know, it created this big hubbub about why didn't I replace the player, da 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 And the commissioner knew my situation, just he chose to let everybody, you know, convince him that I should be removed. Well, um, he sent me a, a message, and I, you know, replied to him, you know, situation. And, you know, I thought everything was okay. Well, it wasn't. And it happened. But that's okay. I, I'm I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. It was a little bit of money. <clears throat> and I've made the playoffs in, uh, as I said, uh, I believe all but two of the fantasy leagues that I've joined. And, and it's about 13, 14 of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but what I got to do right now is, is talk about the games at hand. And I want to bring in my man. You know, I'm quite sure he's going to have something to say about it. So have at it. You're live. Surprise you didn't uh, uh, dial in with a special name or anything like that. What's happening? Uh, hey, Vic. How you doing? Um, I'm all right, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's that time. It is playoffs um, <laughs> for the fantasy football. And uh, I'm sure you're aware that I'm facing you in a league. and uh, Of course. You've, I was talking you've about dominated <laughs> that league. You know, uh, you've dominated that league this season. and uh, But I, I, I've usually... I've done pretty well in that league since I joined. The only thing I'm missing is a ring. Um, <laughs> but I usually, in the odd number of years, I usually get double-digit victories. And then the even number of years, I, I'm, I just fight to make the playoffs. And uh, we got a big matchup coming up. And just to make you feel good, you, you didn't overbid for Kenneth Farrow because I bid a lot for him, but you bid a little more. So... Um, he's, I needed him. You know, he, I needed him. Yeah, you. I needed him too. So you know, and then I'm thinking afterwards. You know, maybe I shouldn't have spent so much money on this guy and that guy. But whatever. It wasn't like I left myself with nothing. And you know, the bids I made. You know, that it made sense at the time. And some weeks in fantasy, there's a player who I'll refer as the guy. And that's the guy to pick up off of waivers. And this week it was definitely Kenneth Farrow. And uh, I did pick him up in another league, and I'm starting him as my flex. So if he goes off, you know, uh, it'll be great for you in the ESPN league, but I'll smile a little because he'll be helping me out in my my CBS Sportsline Dynasty league. And uh, I'll tell you – you know, I mean, the thing is, you can't complain about injuries because every fantasy GM has to deal with injuries. And sometimes I'd almost rather have a player be out than with the questionable tag because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Mark Ingram, he's been playing, but he's been playing pretty lousy. And the same thing for Michael Crabtree. And uh, so uh, as of now, I had to insert Robbie Anderson into my lineup. He's got a good matchup tonight. Um the Jets are playing tonight, in case anyone didn't know. There's a Saturday game, which could affect some of your lineup decisions. Um, Anderson uh, seems to have pretty good rapport with uh, Bryce Petty, uh, who's playing quarterback for the Jets. Um, so He's uh, killing me. He's I, killing me with Brandon Marshall, though. He's killing yeah, well, me, Yeah, well, 
that's one of the reasons I'm starting Anderson is because Marshall hasn't been very effective. But now I got another guy, you know, one of these walking wounded guys, Martellus Bennett. You know, uh, he's been playing. He was okay last week, but you know, you think he would have taken off after Gronk, uh, you know, was put on the IR. But he had at least one bad game, you know, when uh, Gronk wasn't playing. So uh, another one of these. You know, one of these guys. And uh, what you're saying before, you know, to me, there's nothing I hate more than a fantasy GM who neglects his team. But if there's a late scratch, that's not neglect. It can happen. I mean, you like to be on your desktop or have access to a tablet or, or mobile device or something, but that's not always the case. But once in a while, when there is something flagrant, and I mean like a guy's put on the IR and the, the GM has a whole week to get him out of the lineup, that, that's, to me, that's what gets a guy bounced out of a league or something um, when it's that obvious. But a late scratch, it can happen. You know, I mean, you know, you, you try to avoid it, but, but it can happen, even to the best uh, fantasy GM. Well, you know, I I had a lesson last year with one of the these leagues and it's not a league that I'm friends with people in. It's one of those leagues I went out and said, you know what, let me try this uh this um type of, of settings and all that and I said, Okay, fine. It's not what I'm used to. It's okay and uh you know, I was the outside guy joining a group with a bunch of people that are already friends. And it, 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 I'll tell you like this. Um, I was okay at the beginning of the season. And I didn't say, you know, people were not playing players because they didn't want to replace, you know, one of their 23 starters, you know, um, I wasn't one of those making the complaints, but you know, when it comes down to like the last couple of weeks of the season or like the last month or so of the season, people start to be like, well, why didn't he play this player? Why didn't he play that player? It's like, you know, if you're going to enforce a, a stupid rule, then enforce it all season, not just in the last month, month and a half. Um, and that, that would be my main issue with that situation. However, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to, you know, uh, cry with spilled milk. As I said, was done is done in that league. It's one of the leagues I'm not in the playoffs in. But uh, excuse me. Um, speaking about our matchup, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna whoop you. Uh, I plan on doing so. I haven't talked trash all year in the palace. I plan the first two time two time champion of the palace. Um. And and take it this year. Uh, I thought I had a, a very good draft in that league. The weakest part of my um, team in that league, I felt, were my receivers. And, um, you know, it turns out it hasn't hurt me as bad as I thought it would be. Um, I think our match is going to be closer than what the uh, – the, um, Projected scores are going to be um, now that I do have Farrell in there, and we're talking about people that that didn't get a chance to play or, or they're playing lousy as of late. Like uh, Devontae Booker, 
you know, <laughs> he's one of those guys. Seriously, he's one of those guys. I, I drafted thinking, okay, well, I got him just in case something happens to C.J. Anderson and I need a, a decent back. So I get him, use him a couple weeks, drop him, because I'm like, well, he's not going to get much time because his first snap, he fumbles the ball. And throughout the season, CJ is getting, you know, stronger and stronger. But then I pick him back up because I needed another running back. And now it's like, I'm stuck. Do I start him or do I sit him? Because the report is that he is coming. um, He's not coming, but he's going to begin to lose a lot of snaps to uh, Justin Forsett, who, by the way, after getting signed off the street that same week, took like, uh, I think, um, 14 snaps and run plays. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Well, so. well excuse me. Well, uh, Forsett played for uh, Kubiak in Baltimore a couple of years ago, so he is familiar with the offense. Um, I'm also singing the Devonta Booker Blues Um you know, uh, I, I drafted him. It was an auction draft um, in my dynasty league on draft day. I thought he had decent upside. And I'm a big fan of uh, that zone-blocking run game that uh, Mike Shanahan used so well in Denver for all those years. And now one of his disciples, Gary Kubiak, has brought it back to Denver. And uh, I'm a big fan of that. And I thought... You know, right off the bat, beginning of the season, you know, Booker did fumble his first carry. But, you know, he was getting a few carries, and he was first in line behind C.J. Anderson. And after Anderson got hurt, Booker's been horrible. I mean, he's averaging under three yards a carry. And the surprising thing is, you know, uh, that running game is one of the worst in the league. They might even be as bad as the Giants, which usually – uh, you know, Shanahan and Kubiak, they usually have very effective uh, rushing attacks. And uh, uh, and usually the, the the skill position where rookies are most likely to make an impact, it's at running back. And one of the reasons Shanahan was so effective with that um, style of running attack was uh, they, they knew which guys to draft. Um, they, they weren't going to draft guys like Reggie Bush. You know, no offense to Reggie Bush, who was a pretty good player for a while. They wanted guys, great straight-ahead runner, guy make one cut and hit the hole. You know, not guys who danced around a lot and whatever. Um, uh, and uh, they're they're usually that's how they were able to draft guys late or even uh, free agents and put them in and have them be productive. And and, and Booker has been a real, uh, you know, in fantasy you got studs and duds. He's been worse. He's been a pud. You know. <laughs> He's been horrible, and and, wow. and that you know you know what the difference is between a dud and a pud. A pud is like in fantasy, he's the guy who only has a good game if you put him on the bench. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! But, uh, that but that guy, he's been given the opportunity, and uh, he he's really not done well with it. And uh, this is a dynasty league. I'd have the option to keep him for next year, but. Uh, uh, I, I don't see myself doing it because he's been that ineffective. Uh, before Forsett, they brought him in because uh, 
Capri Styles uh, got hurt, and uh, if if Styles would have stayed healthy, he he probably would be uh, you know getting most of the carries at this point. Well, you know, it was done is done, drafting's over, and you know, I I try to draft so that um, I don't have to scavenge uh, towards the end of the season or going into the playoffs. I try to do that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I know a guy right now who's a scavenger. And, uh, you know, he's a big mouth. He's a loud mouth. But he's my my, my go-to mouth when I need somebody to, to do something. And that's Jerry Taylor. So I'm going to bring him in because he's like playoffs with a question mark. He's doing his version of it. So, JT, go ahead. You've been waiting on the line for a minute to talk. What you got to say? No, I've been I've, I've been waiting on the line. You probably didn't catch me the first time because I've been here since the beginning of the show, so I've been waiting quite a while. But that's okay. Um, oh, I have Jesus. to disagree, with Jeff, um, respectfully. I think the pickup of the week is Bilal Powell if he's on a waiver wire, um, and he, also he, he should another, be on a waiver wire. Yeah, he he wasn't on the waiver wire in any of my leagues. If I'm not mistaken, hold on a minute now. If I'm not mistaken, I picked up Bilal Powell in one of our leagues. I have to see because I'm, I'm looking at him. I think I, I think it was this week, or was it last week? Maybe it was last week well, so, I picked him up. You know, it's um, possible because it's a, yeah, if it's especially if it's a shallow league. But uh, you know, uh, in the deeper leagues, he was he was on usually on a roster. Well, it, I happened to pick up um, uh, him on um, in one of our leagues, and I think the. Um, uh, uh, the league we are in, in Yahoo. I think I picked him up this week, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken about that, but I know I picked him up. Anyway, uh, Jeff, um, I heard you talk about your tight end dilemma with Martellus Bennett. Um, and I want to jump in here real quick and talk to you about and, and get your opinion about what you think about this guy I'm going to give you that is on a team that is very tight end dependent. In fact, he's, he's got the second leading, he takes the second leading targets in the tight end position. C.J. Fedorowicz, he's out with a concussion. Ryan Griffin, which is probably on a ton of waiver wires. C.J. Fedorowicz is backup, and he's also involved in the offense, but he's going to have a very big uptick in the tight end position because of Brock Osweiler and his love for the tight end. So if you're looking for a tight end and you're uneasy about Martellus Bennett, Look for Ryan Griffin from the Houston, Texas, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I would only do that if I was in a really deep league. In the league where I got Bennett, which I, I can't believe Bennett is in the top ten because he's had some real disappointing games. Uh, yeah. My my other options are uh, Dennis Pitta and, and Jack Doyle, neither of whom has a great matchup this week, which. Oh. Uh, with tight ends, I like to keep an eye on the matchup. Now, Doyle, I think his stock might be going up a little because I think Dwayne Allen might be missing a game tomorrow. So, uh, if, if Allen's definitely – excuse me? You're playing Minnesota. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, saying Pitta was a good start, and, and uh, he went off that week. Um I don't think he'll put up that kind of production again this week, but he's tolerable. Um, and I don't usually do this, but uh, at, in the league 
where I got Martellus Bennett as a tight end. I'm not real keen on starting Doyle because I'm already starting two Colts. I don't usually invest that heavily in one offense, but it kind of just worked out that way because I got uh, T.Y. Hilton and Frank Gore. Uh, Not a big deal, but I I try to, like, uh, balance it out a little bit more with my starting lineup. Well, I'll tell you guys like this. We got Jerry. Understand this. Jerry. Let me just get this out quick. Uh, in, in the second round of the playoffs, I'm going to either, if I win, I'm going to eat, either meet one of you in the playoffs. And this week, I'm starting Ryan Griffin because that's probably my weakest position. It's a tight end position. I'm starting Ryan Griffin because I like his matchup. And the quarterback targets the tight end a lot. Well, Osweiler is terrible to begin with. He always had a lot of money, so uh, it doesn't matter. It, I'm not worried about that. That's, that's, reality. that's reality football. I'm worried about fantasy football right now. I, I got it. I got if, he, it. But, if he targets the, the tight end, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, I mean that's right because there's opportunities there. Got it. But yep. I, I don't think it's going to be many great opportunities to score or, or build up a lot of points uh, from Griffin is just my opinion. That's not the style of ball that the Texans play. But you don't um, let's, so. move let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Second leading target. I don't care. I don't care. The Texans. The, the Texans. I got it. But the Texans are not um, one of those teams that. I mean, listen. Once, when we get to them, because they're playing Jacksonville, we can talk about and, that. But and, I don't think what's, what's it's, it, it's worth talking about it right now. So let's keep going. Miami Miami at the Jets is what we're talking about. Uh, your original team before you became a traitor. Um, so call it what you, call it what you will. But I got a blue and, and, and uh, red and white balloon flying over my head right now. I thought Literally. it was a halo. I guess it's not a halo. It must be some horns. But but we've got Miami headed to the Jets. And I don't know about you guys, but the Jets defense has been woefully disappointing to me this year. Um, and they, they've had a somewhat tough schedule towards the, the back end. Um, but Miami's coming in with, with more at quarterback and more. Um, isn't a slouch, but he isn't a world beater either. So, with that being said, Joseph Ajay and, and all these other guys, um, that's going to be a run-run heavy uh, team in a couple hours. Uh, at least, that's what I think. But the Jets, Bryce Pettit, it's his chance. It's his chance. Even though, for whatever reason, he's uh, he's not throwing to Brandon Marshall. He's not throwing to Anawa uh, as much. Um, you, you, you're you losing Matt Forte this week probably for the rest of the season if his uh, issue with his knee is uh, – Yeah, but, you know, it, if his knee is that messed up and there's nothing that's going to happen with the Jets, why risk injuring him further? And uh, possibly taking a, a a big hit to the salary cap when you decide to drop them or or waive them in a year or two. Um, that's just my thought process on it. 
But Miami at the Jets. Let's get a little analysis. And who's who's pecking at the keyboard? Uh, that is me. <laughs> okay. I'm multitasking. Sorry about that. It's all right, but go ahead since you're multitasking. Talk to us about this game. Yeah. Um. I'm like I said before. I'm I'm, I'm glad I don't have Brandon Marshall. And uh, if you know you're looking for a little help at uh, wide receiver, Robbie Anderson's a pretty good start. But uh, wait. Uh, uh, you got to make you got to do it now because you can't do it Sunday morning because they're playing at the Meadowlands tonight. Great pickup, Jeff. Um, if you watch the Jets, um, Jets games, ever since Bryce Petty and got hooked up with uh, Robbie Anderson, quite naturally they probably did so on the practice field throughout the year. They have a pretty good rapport with each other. Uh, the more Robbie Anderson, young, young player, plays the better his hand will, hands will get. He's got a ton of speed. He can, he's got separation. And, and um, uh, he could have had a huge game. I think it was last game or the game before, he could have had a huge game. Like He dropped at least a couple touchdown passes. I think he caught one, but he, he dropped at least two more because he had a big separation from the, from the defense that they were playing. Um, and Bryce Petty can get the ball to him. That's why... Brandon Marshall is probably taking a bad seat. And Quincy Inouye, who was a um, mild sensation for a short time during the year, has taken someone of a back seat because Robbie Anderson and Bryce Petty, and quite naturally all quarterbacks have their favorite in um, um, in the passing in the passing game. And it looks like Bryce Petty loves Robbie throwing to Robbie Anderson. Of uh, course, he can get that separation. So, because he's got that much speed compared to a big Inouye and Brandon Marshall. <clears throat> but the Jets, because a young quarterback, get against a young team like I mean, get the uh, a team that's got a decent pass rush in the um, Miami Dolphins, and because they're going to have a conservative, in my opinion, conservative. Um, game plan, talking about the Miami Dolphins running the football and trying to play stout defense. Um, the Jets are going to try to run the football first. With, and that's like when I said, Bilal Powell, I think is a better option, in my opinion, than Kenneth Farrell. Um, and um, they're going to try to run the, ball, uh, run the ball and take big shots down the field with a, uh, a wide receiver like Robbie Anderson. Um, it should be, I don't know. I mean, it, it, these two teams... Where are they going? Uh, Miami's eight and five. They need to win. Um, they have a real good shot. They need to win out. Let me put it that way. They have a shot to make the playoffs at least um, because there's so much competition in the AFC uh, versus the um, New York Jets that are um, four and nine. We're going anywhere. Um, coach had to get in their neck two games ago because it looked like they packed it in. Um, Tough game for me to pick, but because it's in conditions like it is in the East Coast, Jeff knows what I'm talking about, uh, and they're a Miami team. They're a warm-weather team coming to. I know it's a division rival. I have to take the Jets with a, with a two- or three-point win. Okay. I think that um, I got to agree with Jeff with Farrell being the better option, basically because of the run defense on either side. Um, yeah, Powell will probably be fed. 
and I've, I've tried to and probably did get him in a few leagues uh, myself to replace Matt Forte. Um, but I think that the opportunity uh, for for Powell to explode versus the opportunity for Farrell to explode is is slightly different, mainly because I know that Farrell is going to be coming out on third downs, um, but they're going to try to run the ball uh, with San Diego because – they're not stupid. They know that Melvin Gordon created a bunch of space for Inman and the rest of those guys uh, <clears throat> in San Diego. And Inman being the number one receiver there uh, right now, he's going to need all the help he can get. At least, at least getting the most targets uh, from Philip Rivers in the last three weeks. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Of course, Jerry is is flawed, but we're going to move forward. Philadelphia going to Baltimore. Um, Now, listen, I don't know what got into Baltimore's defense, but their offense is Jekyll and Hyde. Um, For the life of me, they were playing so close to, to, um, to the Patriots. Then all of a sudden, they decide they don't want to show up the last couple of, uh, uh, not innings, but uh, the last quarter, and they leave people wide open. Philadelphia can spread the ball, spread the ball really good. Not as good as as the Patriots did, but I think that Carson Wentz is going to find some open spaces, which his receivers set. The problem is, who's going to run the ball? Um, Now, in Baltimore, Kenneth Dixon actually might have be might have been one of the better players to pick up uh because he's been out touching West, Terrence West, the past couple of weeks and seems to be the more explosive uh back in the passing game, of course. He's a third down back, but now he's taking a lead back roll time. So uh I'm I'm under the impression that Dixon, especially going against the Philadelphia defense is one of those guys that could be, a, you know, a surprise play this week. But all in all, I got to give it to Baltimore. They're at home. Steve Smith is, is, you know, he's not what he used to be, but he's not as bad as um, most people might think he is. Uh, but let me start off with Jerry and go to Jeff. I'm picking uh, Baltimore with a little surprise from the old man that tells him to ice it up. Carson Wentz had has six touchdowns in the last six games and also has seven interceptions over the last four games. Um, since his early season, um, I would say surprise, um, his needle has been pointing down. And they're a dink and dunk offense, taking very little shots down the field. They've kind of dialed down the offense, uh, even though he's through for over 300 yards in the last two games. He only tossed one touchdown in each. Um, and Baltimore's playing at home. Joe Flacco plays probably better at home than he does on the road. Uh, he's he's in a he's a, uh, like a Ben Roethlisberger. Um, that uh, you never know what you're going to get on the road. More than likely, he plays his best games at home, um, and they're home. And uh, I can't see the Ravens, who are in the playoff hunt, 
versus the Eagles, who are not in the playoff hunt and are teetering toward being on the negative side of 500, beating the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, I like Baltimore. Jeffrey? Um, well, uh, I agree that uh, it looks like uh, with the Baltimore running back committee, Kenneth Dixon, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know if this is quite accurate. He's the hot hand. He's not that hot. I'm glad I don't have to make a decision on starting him because I'd be very uneasy about starting him. Uh, but uh, Mike Wallace is a good start against uh, a Philly uh, secondary that gives up a lot to wide receivers. And if you had to, uh, Steve Smith is an okay start. Um, the Philadelphia defense is tough against tight ends, so uh, probably isn't a good week to start uh, Dennis Pitta. But uh, overall, and talking real football, not fantasy, the Baltimore defenses look pretty good. And mm-hmm. I have to interject, the Giants defense, <laughs> getting a little ahead here, they they shut down that Dallas offense like it was nothing so uh uh th- this is the time of year where uh y- you want a good defense you want to run the ball well at least giants in baltimore got great defenses now all right let's move forward to a game which probably isn't a good game for um robert griffin the third probably not going to be a good game for him but a player that i mean he did well without RG3 in there. He needs to step up, and I'm talking about Terrell Pryor. Uh, it's not his fault he only had three looks last week. It's not his fault because, of course, Robert Griffin III is going to throw to players that he's familiar with. That's that's Cleveland has become Baylor North. They've become <laughs> Baylor North, and Baylor was a little rough in the beginning until Art Brown started letting his players do bad things. And now he's out of a job. But all the receivers that are up in, in, in Cleveland, they know Robert Griffin III except Terrell Pryor. So they're going against a Buffalo team that is lukewarm. Uh, you know, they always talk about is, is Rex Ryan's job safe and will he be, you know, uh, fired this year, next year, whatever. Um they they took a loss last week. Um, I think they get back on track. Cleveland's going to be the first 0-16 team since the yuck Aneers, I believe. Um, uh, 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 excuse me, Lions. Oh, Lions, okay. Matthew Stafford went 0-16? It was before Stafford when they had uh, – uh, oh, who was it? They, they had uh, one of these bad backups who ran out of the end zone – by a mile. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he yeah, 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 yeah. Hanson? It wasn't uh, Hanson. It wasn't no, it wasn't, Hanson. he played, I think he I think played that year. With, but it was, yeah. It was he, he was the one. I think it was Orlovsky Orlovsky That's or the something. guy. Who, yeah, he thought he was playing with the Canadian uh, end zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the Buccaneers only went 0-14. They didn't go 0-16. That was before they expanded right. the schedule. Yep. But... Cleveland Cleveland's looking to go that route this week, um, regardless of of uh, what's happening here. I think it's going to be tough uh, for Cleveland to mount any type of offense because the secondary is good. Shaq 
uh, is coming on. As a matter of fact, um, Shaq and Lorenzo Alexander and another Hugh, I believe, they're going to be platooning. I think that's a big mistake, especially with Lorenzo Alexander leading the league or uh, uh, in the top three in sacks in the NFL. And now he's going to platoon. I know he's like 36, 37, um, but this has been his second real shot at starting in the NFL. Last year he started with Arizona. Um, but I think that's a big mistake uh, to platoon him. I think if you're trying to get your talent in there, great. But don't take out one of your best players um, to platoon him with somebody else. Um, regardless of that, Cleveland still loses the game um, in Buffalo. In that snow, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. Let's go with uh, Jerry then Jeff again. Light snow forecasted. Supposed to be around 25 degrees with about uh, 14 to 20 mile an hour winds. Who rushes the best? Who's what's the who's the best runner? One of the best runners in the snow. That's Shady McCoy. Shady. Without this is going to be a run heavy game on both sides. If you play a receiver in this game, you are not going to go any further in your fantasy playoffs. Let me put it that way. Uh, either of these uh, receivers uh, on both sides of the ball uh, are a definite um, iffy play it, because of the, the conditions. Um, and because it's playing in Buffalo, and I said earlier in the year that Rex Ryan was on a hot seat. I still believe he was on a hot seat, and I still believe that he's going to get fired at the end of the season. Playoffs or bust, and he's not going to make the playoffs. They've lost their last two. They're not going to lose to this 0-13 soon. It'll be an 0-14 team. But the players should have started playing earlier in the year to save Rex Ryan because his job is lost once the season is done. But I like uh, Buffalo in this game. Real quick, before you say anything, Jeff, um, I'm going to tell you, even though Jerry just said, you know, the receivers are going to be worthless in this game, which I can agree on, I think Charles Clay has a great opportunity to get in the end zone in back-to-back weeks. Last week was his first one all year, but he's been targeted a lot. And I guarantee you, if Sammy Watkins and the rest of those guys – aren't catching a ball in the snow, Charles Clay and or Barnage uh, or Bart, whoever's a tight end in in Cleveland, they should have a decent game because of the dinking and dunking uh, that's going to take place. But go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, I think uh, a pretty good start for this game is uh, Isaiah Crowell um, because uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times – uh, a mobile quarterback like uh, a, a Robert Griffin will open up lanes for uh, the running attack, and uh, Crowell had a pretty ge- good game last week. Uh, Terrell Pryor, a lot of fantasy GMs last week with that performance, and I, I, I do have him in two leagues, so I've been paying close attention, and uh, he really surpassed expectations as a receiver, and you wonder, it's, it's a, a shame he wasted three years as a quarterback in uh, Oakland, uh, but uh, he seems to have picked up the, the wide receiver uh, pretty fast, but he got shut down last week. Not quite sure why. Um, 
I'm not real big on uh, Gary Barnage. I think he's like a one-year wonder. Um, it's it's a good matchup for uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, with these, you know, these cold weather games, you want to keep an eye on the weather, maybe react to it, but you don't want to overreact, you know, um, because that happens sometimes. The, the worst thing, I think, for fantasy football production is heavy wind. But if it's just cold, maybe a little snow, you know, that I don't know. You try not to get too scared off. But the thing you got to watch out for is the heavy wind. And the game with the really bad weather looks to be um, the uh, Chicago-Green uh, Bay game. I think that's in Chicago. And that's supposed to – that might be close to zero degrees. Well, I'm glad you said that because that was a good segue. I was going to segue to it in a similar fashion. And, yes, uh, that's going to be a game where the ground and pound is going to have to take place. Now, let's let's talk about it. Christian Michael is not the lead back in Green Bay. He should be. Ty Montgomery is doing a great job, but he's a receiver packaged into that position based upon their need. James Starks, he shouldn't even be on a consideration, in my opinion, um, when a receiver can come in and take your position and do well uh, for you. Now, it's in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers is uh, battling a hamstring injury. Um, This is a run game, and it sucks because so many people – including myself, have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. It, it really sucks. However, when, when you draft or you or you through the season, you pick up oh, uh, waiver wire, folks, um, you got to think about things like that, right? So maybe Colin Kaepernick might not be a bad move here going against Atlanta's defense. Maybe. For me, in, in the matchup against Jeff, but really, Green really? Bay, Green Bay throws in the snow. They throw anyway. But with with a hobbled Aaron Rodgers, you know, yeah. you never know. You never know. Jeff. Now, with that no one sounds like no one's, Jeff. Jeff. No one's Jeff. second guessing anything. Jeff. I'm just telling. Listen, on Sunday, Jeff, just look for Dude. a late move of him. Um, overthinking it and putting in Colin Kaepernick versus Aaron Rodgers. Hey, hey, and you, you excuse you me. may have the ticket to the hey. championship, Jeff. <laughs> hey, sit down. Hey, get off the couch. Stop standing on the couch. We can see you now. No one's Stop talking on to you. Because it sounds like you, you're indecisive. And, and this is no, too late no. in the game to be indecisive. Maybe that's what I want him to think. Have you thought about that? Okay. So, okay. Now, Jeff, moving Jeff forward, go for that. you should know you know should know better better than that. Jeff doesn't go for that that. Uh, well, um, that you never know. You, you never know. You never know. But but let's move forward. Now that I was interrupted by the person that's trying to mess with my my psychology, um, here's his psychology for you. you. Psychology here's, doesn't work on Jeff. Oh my God! Silence. Teachers in psychology. Come on. Whatever. Whatever. So here's the deal. What's what's the psychological breakdown for Chicago here? Alshon Jeffries due to come back this week. 
off of his four-game suspension. Um, don't know what's going to happen there because I believe Matt Barkley's the quarterback. Um, you've got uh, uh, Langford sitting on the bench, really not touching the ball because Howard has done a decent job, and I'm going to say decent because there have been some times where he should have exploded as of late, and he hasn't. Um, but Langford isn't getting on the field. I don't know what he did or did not do to, to get this way, but it's it's not happening. Um, Chicago's defense, they've lost some key players, um, but they're still putting up fights. Again, in the snow, doesn't matter for Green Bay. They're going to throw. Uh, but with Aaron Rodgers' uh, hampered hamstring, I don't know how many, you know, deep passes there'll be. And you've also got a questionable Randall Cobb who actually hasn't been a a threat this year. I don't know why, but he just hasn't been a threat. It's been Devontae Adams. Um, and Jordy Nelson has been getting targets, but just not a lot of, of touchdowns. I don't know if that's going to change this week, but uh, I'm picking Green Bay to continue to ride the wave of winning. Let's go Jeff and Jerry. Yeah, I'll tell you, Randall Cobb has been a real enigma. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, was playing great, putting up big numbers, and then he fell off the map. Think about mid-season last year. Uh, I'm not sure why, um, but uh, you know, it, you just when it got when you see a, a good young player, you can't always assume that it, he's going to go straight to the top. And uh, his, his production has uh, fallen significantly. Um, yeah, um, this game. It could be ugly, but you, like I said, you don't want to overreact. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, they're still going to throw the ball. Uh, Ty Montgomery is very interesting because uh, I think in uh, at least one fantasy league is eligible to start at both wide receiver and running back, and uh, he should get some carries. Uh, I think Starks. Uh, well, Starks has been doing nothing, but I think he might even be uh, he might be missing this game. Uh, possibly because of a concussion. Uh, I think he's now listed as doubtful. Um, but I'll tell you, um, uh, you know, Rodgers, I think, has had a couple disappointing games, but he's still, uh, I think, number one ranked quarterback in fantasy. But there have been some big-time quarterbacks killing fantasy GMs. Drew Brees has uh, had a couple of dud games. I mean, Russell Wilson throws five interceptions. Um you know, it's the wrong time to, to to get cold. In the one league, I got Breeze. I'd like to sit him, but my backup is Stafford, and I don't want to take uh, my chances on his bad finger against a pretty good uh, giant defense, and I'm not being a homer on that one. Uh, and when it comes to fantasy, I'm not a homer because homers don't do well in fantasy. But uh, this uh, this Green Bay-Chicago game could be ugly, but, but there still will be numbers put up, but... Uh, it, this one definitely will be affected by the weather. Mr. Taylor. Um, you play all your studs. I don't care who it is. You play Aaron Rodgers. You play all these guys. Um, uh, Chicago is really going to try to play spoiler. This is a long, 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 one of the longest rivalries in football. Um, doesn't seem to affect the um, – Green Bay Packers, whatever the offense they have, and right now it's a throwing offense, that's what they're going to do. 
And and I'm glad you brought up about Christian Michael and Ty Montgomery. And I was just thinking about this two 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 um, analysis two games ago that we were now analyzing the politics of a running back, meaning that game plan goes into effect. OC calls the game plan, but it seems like one one running back gets better plays called for him versus another running back. And quite naturally, the production reflects that. But if the same two running backs get the equal amount of plays called for him, the one with the better skill set, which I think is Christian Michael versus Ty Montgomery, will come through. Um, he's getting more and more touches. I don't know if it's going to really make a difference in this game. Uh, but uh, Christian Michaels, I agree, is the better running back in this game versus Ty Montgomery, who's converted from wide receiver to running back. Um, hopefully he gets the same amount, type of calls, call form that Ty Montgomery gets, and then his true talents will come out. He's in a perfect spot. This is probably probably the best spot for him because of the quarterback and the offense that's run for Christian Michael. It's just the opportunities. That's what he needs is the opportunity for him to shine. Um, I know he's hungry. He's been hungry since the beginning of the year. Whatever team he's with, he's been hungry. And I think this is probably the ideal spot for him if, if he gets the opportunity. But like, like Green Bay in there, they got more to play for. All right. Uh, let's move forward. We have a Travis 7494 in the chat room. And uh, just to break the monotony here, he says he has Cam Newton and Joe Flacco. Who do you start I say Cam because the skin secondary isn't that good. Um, also, he has Stefan Diggs, Matt Jones, uh, not Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt Jones and Alshon Jeffries. Uh, but he's also starting Terrell Williams on the other side. He wants to know which of the three to start. Um, he says Alshon, and I agree with Alshon in most cases, um, but he's coming back. I have no idea what type of uh, position he's in. Oh, Marvin, I'm sorry. Marvin Jones. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what type of shape he's in, but he's six foot six, I believe, and uh, you just throw the ball up and you let him get him. Um, now, here's the interesting part to the to the question: playing the Giants D or the Broncos D. And personally, I love the Broncos D, but matchup wise, matchup wise, you're going against the Patriots and Chris Harris after that cheap shot. Don't know what his knee's like or his leg is like. Um, he took last week. But going against Matt Stafford, because that's what Jeff was just saying, you don't know about how that finger's going to go. And Collins has been playing out of his mind. The Giants' front four is pretty good. And they're going against uh, the returning, possibly, the returning Adrian Peterson uh, because they, activ- they activated him. He might play. Don't know. But uh, they took him off the injury reserve list earlier today. Um, so I'm not scared of Sam Bradford at all with with the Giants' defense. Um, if AP plays – You're all over the place here. You're talking about Sam Bradford and Adrian Peterson, and he, they're not playing the Giants. Minnesota's playing um, – Wait a minute. Um, Indianapolis. Oh, geez, my bad. I, I was smoking that good stuff. Uh, they're playing Detroit. <laughs> they're playing Detroit. 
But <laughs> my bad, my bad. Thanks for bringing me on track. See, this is what happens when I answer questions when I'm not going down my list yeah, the way I, I'm supposed to go down my track. list. Let me let me, let me let me let me break this down real quick. Don't play Marvin real Jones. Quick. Play play the, play the Giants, D. You got yeah. a, a quarterback that's got a um, dislocated finger with ligaments problems on his hand, uh, coming out in a, a cold weather, playing the Giants in a MetLife, right? If I'm not mistaken, he's playing in MetLife. Yeah, that's um, MetLife. yeah, yeah. That's at the Meadowlands. That's in East Rutherford. He's playing outside against a Giants D that's that's been playing pretty well, if not great, for the last few weeks and really coming together. Um, there's no way I'm going to play Mar- Marvin Jones. There, and there's, there's definitely, you you can make a case for the Denver defense, but you're going up against Tom Brady. Tom Brady has tortured Denver's defense before. I know it was last year. I'm not talking about that last year. We're talking about this year. I like the Giants see the way they're playing against a team that is really not that good. They're decent, but they're not that good, and they're outside with a quarterback that's hobbled with his, with his throwing hand. Uh, there's, that's a no-brainer for me. Um that's a no-brainer for me. I don't know the rest of what, what's in the chat, but those two things, Marvin Jones, don't play Marvin Jones and just play the Giants' D. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, play off Alshon Jeffries over Ty, uh, St- Ty Diggs. Stefan Diggs uh, with Terrell Williams on the opposite side. Honestly, I would probably play Stefan and Alshon together. Terrell Williams hasn't been uh, a disappointment. He just hasn't been that limelight guy. I would say, but what? anyway. What? What? Listen, listen, really? Listen. listen. Oh I'm talking God. about matchups. I'm talking about matchups. But Terrell Williams, listen. I'm just giving you my opinion. Terrell Williams is a good player, um, but honestly, well, we haven't got to the game. You know what? Let me get back to the schedule. I answered the question. Sorry, Travis. You threw me off my game, Travis. Let me go to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. When we get to your team with. We'll we'll talk about that player, but okay. I would go with Alshon, the Giants, and Cam Newton. That's what I would go with. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't go with um, Cam versus Flacco. I, I I'm not putting Flacco versus um, Phillies D. No, not happening. But Phillies D, uh, Phillies, Phillies D has been absolutely horrible at late, the, especially on the the Redskins secondary. The Redskins secondary is not that good, and Cam is going to run over them. Trust me. I, I well, we haven't got to the Monday night game yet, but Ken's fan, and I think they're going to lose the game. But we, we, let's get let's get there. But uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Pittsburgh at okay. Cincinnati. Um, Le'Veon Bell was all the offense Pittsburgh needed last week, um, and I think, quite honestly, it might be all the offense they need this week. I'm not sure what's going on with Cincinnati. You know, um, there's a lot of injuries and a lot of indecisiveness going on on that team. Marvin Lewis is, in my opinion, um, he's going to be there next year. Um, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, I don't think he's going to get fired. Huh? He's the black you said Jeff like- Fish. <laughs> well... You know what? I'm saying, he he should have been it, going years ago. He's the black Jeff Fisher. Double digits, hasn't won a playoff game. He should have been going a long time ago. The only problem is long time ago. the only problem I see with that is um, there's a lot of injuries and 
things like that over the years that have prevented uh, Brown from firing him and the fact that Brown's a cheapskate. He doesn't want to pay, you know, Marvin the money. So let Marvin continue to win. Well, winning, winning is also about winning is also about uh, saving money, because if you've committed all this money uh, into a coach and or players, you got to realize, hey, am I going to take a hit on the player? Am I going to take a hit on the coach? The coach, we can easily get him. We can set him up for failure and let him get fired or, or, or uh, have him resign under the pressure or whatever the case may be. But uh, Marvin Lewis isn't that type of dude. He's not going to resign. He's going to have to be fired. And I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But in this he's game, had, he's had I more think, than enough. Of- I, in this game, I see Pittsburgh uh, running the ball and running it successfully. And, uh, you know, Antonio Brown may or may not get in the end zone. He hasn't seen it in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have another run-heavy game. He knows that Vontez is looking for him. He knows that Dansby's looking for him. He knows that Monteluga's looking for him, but he's still going to run. I've got Pittsburgh winning this game. Go ahead, Jerry, since you want to talk so much. I love talking, man. Um, anyway, um, I'm scared of this game. Um reason I'm scared of this game is for anybody who owns Ben Roethlisberger. Because Ben Roethlisberger, number are on the road are pretty bad. I know he, he last time he played them in week two, which is home, he threw for uh, a little over 250 yards and three touchdowns. But we're talking about on the road in Cincinnati and 24-degree weather with 13-mile-an-hour or more winds. Um, I, I agree with you that uh, Bell should be a, a – is a, it should be probably featured again. Uh, there's going, not going to be any snow, but uh, that's probably the only redeeming factor in here. Uh, it always gets ramped up when the AFC North teams play each other, whether it's home or away. And um, Bengals really don't have too much to play for. They're 5-7-1. and one. Uh, They're more or less out of the playoff hunt due to the records of the teams that are in front of them in the AFC. Um, there's going to be a log jam of teams that are have positive that aren't going to make the playoffs, and the Bengals don't have a snowball chance in hell of, of doing that. Um, I like, man, this is a tough game. This is a real tough game because it wouldn't surprise me if Cincinnati rises up and, and dashes the ch- chances of Pittsburgh, who has to win out in order to have a chance to make the, the um, um, playoffs. Um, it's either win the division or you're out of the playoffs. Um, if you have a nine and seven, maybe even a ten and six, like they had last year, you you may not make the playoffs. So you got to win the division, and they have to win out. So I'll take Pittsburgh. Jeff, quickly. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, the only thing that could slow down Levy and Bell is uh, uh, the pop pipe. Uh, uh, I'm oh really glad the NFL. It's true. I'm really glad the NFL is putting these uh, divi- seems to be putting a lot more of these uh, divisional games towards the end of the season. I think uh, a a good uh, sneaky start is uh, Ladarius Green at tight end for Pittsburgh because uh, the Bengals uh, defense gives up a lot to tight ends. Uh, 
I agree, and Green has gotten a lot more targets as of late. Um, he's given a little help to uh, Antonio Brown. But let's move on to the Jacksonville-Houston game. Uh, now, we talked a little bit about this earlier. I don't want to get too in-depth in it because we're not even halfway done, and we only have 30 minutes left. So uh, Jacksonville goes to Houston. Um, I really believe Jacksonville needs to find a way to win this game. Um, will they? TJ Yeldon is going to be running the ball. Houston has been a, abysmal in the passing game, in the run game, even though uh, Lamar Miller has been leaned on a lot. He's coming into the game banged up. Osweiler is not worth the money he's getting, at least this year. At least this year, he's not worth the money he's getting. He may turn out to be a better uh, quarterback next year once they uh, find another way to, to get the ball uh, to a receiver in the air. Don't know. Can't call it right now. But I'm calling for the upset in this. I think Blake Broyles is going to have a decent game. The reason why I say that is because Marquise Lee and a couple other players are going to get off. I really think they're going to get off in this game. Houston, they're, they're too Jekyll and Hyde for me. They're up and down, up and down. I was surprised that they beat Tennessee last week. Very surprised. But Wait a minute. We'll see. Wait a minute. Let's go to Jeff. Now, Let's go to Jeff. Now. Let's go to Jeff. <laughs> Let's go to Jeff. Both of these teams have some real duds, and I'm talking the course of the season, not just last week. I'll tell you, uh, and you don't want to totally overlook, Nick Novak is a very good start for uh, yep. Houston. Yep. Uh, yep. Scored Agreed. a lot of points last week. That offense can't get in the end zone, and uh, yep. Jacksonville can't stop anybody. So uh, he's probably not available, but uh, and I don't like to carry more than one kicker. But uh, if you're not starting Nick Novak, you're not paying attention. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Who you like, Jerry? Oh, okay. Well, let me let me tell you something, Mister FSP. We don't got all day. Houston didn't play Tennessee last week. They played Indianapolis, their arch rival, and they beat them oh, in wow. Indy. So. so so get your get your stuff right, and, and um, I, I hate to be correcting you all the time, but that's the deal. No, um, you're not. I tell no, you, the, you love correcting me. Yep. Yeah, I do because you make a lot. You never mind. Whatever. Uh, play Ryan Griffin. <laughs> I'm telling you, play Ryan Griffin for God's sake. I'm telling you, anybody who's desperate for a tight end, who for whatever reason, like Jerry, you you, you, you can't get a good. You know, I I, I got into the second round of the playoffs with a BS tight end all year. And that's a fact. That's a fact. You looked at my tight ends in the beast mode uh, in the, that parlay palace. I've had a BS tight end all year. And I'm playing Ryan Griffin this, this week because it's a good matchup and a quarterback that throws to the tight end a lot. And the, tight, the, the Texans are 5-1 and one at home. 5-1 and one at home. They're playing one of the division rivals. You only picked them because you don't want to lose wager that we have, and they're very close to First getting to where they said they would be. They're going to win this game, and they'll be 8-6 and six after this game with one game more to win before you have to pay me. No, excuse me, excuse me. They're not yep. going to get to 9. I mean, they're not getting to 10. They have to get to 10. They have to get to 10. No, they don't. They have to get to 10. Yeah, we do, because remember, we were talking about 10 as a push. 
We were talking about no, 10 no. four put. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Yes. No, no, no. Now, no, no. I, I, let's move I it forward. To I, I now, listened to that. Yeah, yeah. It yes. wasn't 10. But go ahead. It was 10. It was 10. So keep it moving forward. Go moving forward. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. We're going to get off your sorry sack, Houston Texans. And let's move on to Tennessee at Kansas City. And play the Houston now, defense. Bortles is, uh, is a turnover machine waiting to happen. I, well... Okay, Tennessee at Kansas City. This this is going to be a good game, Tennessee at Kansas City. The reason why I say this is because both teams, both teams are are playing at high levels. Um, DeMarco Murray says he doesn't want to get the comeback player of the year award. Now, that's because he feels as though he was robbed in Philly. And I can agree with him. It wasn't anything wrong with him in Philly except the coach. Um, so he's he's going to go out there willing to run, run, run. The problem is Kansas City lost Derrick Johnson. Derrick Johnson's out. So that's their main run-stopping linebacker. They're a, a off-the-edge rushing team. Um, Mariota might not have such a great game this week. And uh, I think it's going to be tough. Kansas City, in my opinion, is going to win this game. Uh, they're at home, and uh, Tyreek Hill, I don't know if he's going to get in the end zone, but that kid is explosive, very explosive, and it's making Alex Smith look smart when he throws him the ball. It's also opening things up for Travis Kelsey uh, in the middle of the field. I think Kansas City has it firing on all cylinders, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. I've got them winning this game. Go ahead, Jerry, then Jeff. Jeff Jeff, Jeff hopes uh, um, Tyreek Hill has a good name. He uh, picked, just recently picked him up. So, uh, um, That's too bad. He, uh, he is uh, expecting Tyreek Hill to have a big game, uh, or a decent game, let me put it that way. Uh, Marcus Mariota, where, where did he go to school at? In Hawaii. This will be a very different game for him. Um, it's going to Marcus be Mariota. around three. Uh, 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 Marcus Mariota went to Oregon. What are you talking about? He went to he he he's from he's, he's went to, he's he's from yeah, Hawaii. I should say that. No, he, he went yeah, to from but he's going to school. Uh, okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Since you thank are you. correct, people. Thank yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And and the anyway, the weather isn't always anyway, great in Oregon. Anyway, it's not always great in Oregon. It's playing at Kansas City. It's going to be around three degrees. With a wind chill of about seven below at kickoff, so Tennessee versus Kansas City playing in Kansas City, this shouldn't be close. It's going to be probably a close to best game, which is a typical Alex Smith type of game. Um, and uh, I like Kansas City when it's easy. Jeffrey, yeah, um, the uh, Tennessee secondary is very very generous, so. Uh, you got to start Tyreek Hill. Um, no, you don't. Maybe. Don't start him. Oh. Bench him. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Macklin, this is his second week back after missing four with an injury. Yeah, I wouldn't feel good about starting him, but if you have to, he might be a decent option. If you're in a deep league, you could start Alex Smith. Um, I'll tell you, Kelsey at this point, I think – he he's really stepped up and uh he he's like a weekly start kind of guy um he's really 
he, I mean, he was good before, but I think now he's proven he's one of the elite tight ends. Um, and uh, but uh, Tennessee, I, I don't like their running backs at all. And uh, uh, Delaney Walker's been very good this year, but he didn't do much last week. And it's a uh, uh, the Kansas City uh, secondary is tough against tight ends, but uh, if you got Walker, it's, you, you you might not have uh, a, a better backup behind him. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my two cents. All right, let's go to Indianapolis, going to Minnesota, where AP is scheduled to make his return uh, either this week or next week. But they've activated him, and and. and you're going against a team that is not that good. You know, the thing is that Andrew Luck is going to have his 35th or 36th starting offensive line on the season. 36 different – it's only seven, 16 weeks in a season. But this is going to be the 36th or 35th aberration of the offensive line. That does not bode well for, for Andrew Luck. Um, especially going against Minnesota's defense. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's what's going to happen. I really think Minnesota gets on the winning track um, at home with the return of AP. That means the run game is going to scare some people, and Bradford actually might be able to get the ball downfield to Diggs. Um, you'll also see a, a Kyle Rudolph sighting because Indianapolis gives up terrible, terrible points to the tight end. Um, it, it would be a shame if they didn't target uh, Rudolph in this game. With that being said, Minnesota, go ahead, Jeff and Jerry. Um, yeah, I personally, and I know uh, Jerry picked up Peterson, I think in at least two leagues I know of. I don't like starting a guy coming back from that long of a layoff. Uh, do I, I mean, the thing is, the thing is with AP, it's like a different set of rules because that guy is a call him a freak, genetically blessed, whatever. Um, he's a, a super elite athlete, but you know the bottom line is he's still flesh and blood. It's still a lousy offensive line, and the two games he played early in the season, he, he was getting what two yards a carry. Um, but I guess if you're desperate, um, Asiata might not play. Maybe Peterson will get a carry uh, near the goal line, and, you know, he gets one of those plus, you know, some more, a little more uh, yards catching and uh, running. It might be, but at this point, you know, uh, week 15, I I, I just, I couldn't start AP. But I give Jerry credit because I like GMs who don't slack off late in the season because I've seen it. And guys, even guys in playoff contention get really sloppy and, uh, he pays attention, so I I respect that, and uh, that, that's what that's what you want in uh, for your opposition. You want worthy opposition in your leagues. Um, Thank this you, might Jeff. be a good week. Well, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not being a brownie. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, you know saying it like it is. You know. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, this might be a good week to start Bradford. Um, uh, unlike some of the games, this is an indoor game. Um, Digs been very inconsistent. Uh, I think he's off the injury list, but uh, he, he missed a lot of plays last game where he was supposed to have been healthy. I think uh, Rudolph is, is a weekly start, and uh, pretty much uh, you could start him. 
uh, this week. Uh, feel pretty good about that. But that Minnesota running game has been very disappointing this year. Um, Indy, uh, trying to think any revelations. I uh, think you start the the usual guys. Um, it's not a good matchup for Gore, but you might not have better options. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to play the hands you dealt sometimes. Okay. All right, let's move on. Well, well, We've Oh, my bad. I forgot. I, I forgot. Go ahead. Thank you. I, I wanted to respond real quick. The reason I picked up Peterson is to block anybody else that was going to pick him up. And I was not going to play Peterson this week. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can get into the, to the playoffs. I want to wait and see how Peterson is this week. I think he gets maybe close to a half a dozen or maybe half a dozen to a dozen touches in this game. Um, and I'm looking forward, if he happens to get what I think he's going to get this week, to play him next week, um, along with DeMarco Murray as my two running backs um, in in the championship. Hopefully, I can get there. Um, so, I, but I do like uh, Minnesota playing at home against uh, Indianapolis, who's only got really Andrew Luck, um, and uh, they're going to give him holy hell um, to 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 try to make any plays there. So, I like Minnesota. Uh, All me. right. And, and I- Moncrief is out, so that usually means more targets for T.Y. Hilton, who you're probably going to start mm-hmm. anyway. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Allen might be out, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that means Dorsett might have another opportunity. But let's move on. Uh, we're not even going to talk about Detroit and New York because you guys have said a lot about it. Um, New, York. Uh, New York. More New York. I think Detroit is going to win myself. but um, Really? That's just, uh, yeah, I really do. Early I, I can't see. I know it may be think, a big letdown from the Giants playing uh, the, the division rivals and coming up with a big win, but and having a huge letdown. But they're playing outside at home um, against a team that's got a awful right. quarterback playing outside. I like New York big in that game. Well, you're from there. You're a buster. Anyway, I still love you. New Orleans and Arizona. Now, let's talk about this game real quick. Real quick, okay, because we only got like 15 minutes left. Um, mm-hmm. New Orleans at Arizona is a a game where I'm like, okay, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to win. Thomas returns for uh for Not Drew Brees. Well, I know, I know, but they I think they're going to be playing to win, not tie. Um, but Thomas returns for New Orleans, and uh, you know, Michael Floyd, he's in New England now. So that means JJ Nelson and 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 Brown have big opportunities to help out, uh, you know Arizona's team. Who wins this game because it's classic offense versus defense, and I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. I think um, Arizona wins it because they're at home. New Orleans, Jekyll and Hyde, especially on the road. I mean, Drew can't have two back-to-back bad weeks, can he? Talk to me, Jeff and Jerry. That, he uh, has two. He, he he could, unfortunately. And uh and despite his bad games, he's still in the top five in most scoring systems. But uh he's laid a couple eggs at the worst timing and then, you know, uh you you got guys like Ingram who's been playing but hasn't been productive. Um Michael Thomas looks like he's gonna play, but he missed last week, so it, it must was enough to to put him out last week. I don't feel good about starting him. Uh, 
you know, luckily in the one league I have them, I have better options. So, uh, yeah, this this game is uh, a little tricky. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I like Arizona playing at home. I know most people don't like Carson Palmer, but I think Carson Palmer has a decent day, even though New Orleans defense has been gotten has gotten progressively better throughout the year. Um, I think uh, close game, but I think the uh, um, Cardinals pulled out simply because they're at home. And one, I want to interject this real quick. This is off topic. Real quick, real quick. Um, a guy that most people know about or know about a, a life-saving maneuver passed away today. Um, I used this guy, I used this maneuver when I was dating my wife, um, the Heimlich maneuver. Henry Heimlich, creator of the life-saving maneuver, died today. All right. So I guess that's how you got her to marry you. You gave her the Heimlich <laughs> instead of <laughs> other things. I'm just Whatever. saying. Whatever works. I'm not g- <laughs> hey, when you got to stand on a couch to see people... You know, I guess that's how you got the Heimlich on her. I don't know. No, but true story, man. True story. Sitting in a restaurant, um, simple uh, gesture to the to the uh, mouth, saying I can't breathe. Jumped up, jumped up behind her, popped the food out of her mouth, man. Absolutely, absolutely. He jumped, he jumped up off the chair that you were standing on. That is heroic. All right, let's move on. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> It, it, whatever worked, it worked. You can you can you can land base it all you want, but it, whatever worked, it worked. All right, all right. So San Francisco at Atlanta. Now listen, I think honestly, um, this is an opportunity for Cabinet to actually run on a team and uh, get back to what he normally is. Um, I believe his highest rushing total for the season has been like close to eighty yards. I think he can get over hundred yards rushing in this game. Um, Atlanta. They, they've been benefic- uh, benefits of somewhat of a soft schedule, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even though San Francisco's defense is terrible, it is terrible, um, I think that they have a shot. They will not win this game, but I think that uh, Carlos Hyde might have a little running room. I know Kaepernick will, um, but the problem is they have nobody to throw the ball to. Nobody. Nobody. So Atlanta's going to torch him, even though Julio Jones is out. So And Sanu is is questionable. Um, I still think with Freeman and Coleman and, and, and the, the rest of the Atlanta Falcons team, they're going to win this game, even without Julio uh, and a questionable Sanu. So real quick, uh, Jerry, then Jeff. Atlanta. That's quick enough. There's nothing really to say. Atlanta, at home. Jeffrey? Yeah, um, this has been a career year for Matt Ryan. Um, If you drafted him, it might have been as a backup. Good for you. I think you could start both Atlanta running backs against the poorest Niners defense. Um, I guess uh, if Sanu is healthy, you could start him. Taylor Gabriel is a good start. Um, And uh, uh, Kaepernick... uh, might be a good start. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a good start for San Francisco, and they might be looking at their fourth head coach in four years. 
Quite possibly. Let's move on. New England at Denver. Here's the deal. I don't care if it's Simeon. I don't care if it's Lynch. Denver has no run attack, which is a waste for those that have Thomas, for those that have Sanders, um, and that defense. This is why I told the young, uh, or not the young person, but uh, Travis, who's in our chat room, you, you shouldn't play Denver's defense. The reason why is because you don't have a team on offense that's going to compete enough with uh, the Patriots to move the ball down the field. You just, it's just not going to do it. Um, and that means the Denver defense is going to be on the field quite a bit. And you give Tom Brady a new weapon like Malcolm Floyd, I don't know how much Malcolm Floyd is going to be, uh, play, but you add him to the mix of what is already there, it, it's going to be catch-up all day, all day in this game. New England, I hate to say it, the evil empire uh, strikes again. All right, Jeff, Jerry. You know, I'll tell you, this, is a, this looks like a tough game if you got uh, Denver guys for your fantasy team, but, you know, it's hard to sit in Emmanuel Sanders – it's hard to sit at Demarius Thomas. Um, Patriots like to shut down what you do best, so it might mean they uh, put the emphasis on the coverage on uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, Simeon's back at Denver. He's back, better than Paxton Lynch, but that's not saying much. Um, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, if uh stays healthy, uh, Martellus Bennett might be good, but that he's kind of iffy. Uh, blunt has been pretty good and pretty consistent for New England. And uh, uh, I don't know. Don't know what else to say. It might be a Reggie Lewis type game. I think it's Reggie Lewis. It's one of them Lewises. But go ahead, Dion. Uh, Jerry. Dion, Dion, there you go. Lewis. Whatever. You know I don't know names. You know I don't know names. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know names and you shouldn't even try to say them. Jesus Christ. Shut up. Keep going. <laughs> oh, man. I just uh, I like, um, this is a tough game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, to tell you the truth. Um, I'd have to go with uh, Tom Brady. I'd have to go with Tom Brady. All right. New England. Let's, let's go to a game that's going to be really, really explosive, in my opinion. I'm talking about Oakland at San Diego. Uh, we talked about Pharaoh being one of the hottest uh, fantasy pickups this uh this week and uh, again you got Ronnie Hillman there so Hillman's going to take some of that load as well just just realize that Farrell's going to be the two down back so first and second um he's That's shaky nice. at pass pro- he's shaky at pass protection but he's going to run the rock Oakland's run defense is not good at all not good at all last time these two teams played uh Oakland won because of a botched Field goal um, in overtime, I believe. So what's going to happen in this one? And and by the way, I know Jeff said that Crabtree has been shaky as of late. That's true. But Crabtree had a very good game last time they played, and so did Amari Cooper. Um, I know David Carr's pinky is kind of jacked up. But Latavius Murray, and I want to thank you for that trade, uh, Jerry. Latavius Murray uh, has been coming on as of late. Even though they've been splitting his time, He's been pounding that rock. Uh, in San Diego, as I said before, if they don't establish a run attack, their passing game is null and void. 
Uh, I'm going to pick Oakland to win this game and get ready to to battle out with Kansas City for the uh, for their division title. Go ahead, uh, Jerry, then Jeff. Uh, this is going to be an extremely close game. Two division rivals, two AFL type of teams, original um, AFL type of teams in San Diego and um, Oakland. Um, wow. I don't think Karen Farrow is going to do as much as most people think they're going to do. I think uh, 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 they're going to throw the ball more uh, than they would Normally, um, that's just their offense. Um, Kenneth Farrow, it's going to be used in a, in a timeshare with uh, Ronnie Hillman. Probably, like you said, first two down back and then uh, Ronnie Hillman come in at the change of pace. Um, playing in San Diego, uh, I think you have to hit a team like San Diego in the mouth. Not in the mouth, but get up on them uh, enough to discourage them, and um, they'll pack it in. And then again, it's a division rival. Close game. I think Oakland pulls us out. They need it more than San Diego. Jeff. Uh, you know, I got a question about Ronnie Hillman. I mean, uh, I think he's been cut already twice this season. Um, mm-hmm. And yes. uh, is he familiar with the San Diego offense? Because that's huge. If he's not familiar – I, I don't like him as much, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't like him as much to, to start. I mean, I think you could start Kenneth Farrow in a lot of leagues, but I also think if you're starting Farrow, you got to have a realistic expectation. I mean, he's going to get the opportunities. It's a good matchup. But, you know, he's not going to light it up for 200 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, it, it, it's just not going to happen. I think, uh, you know, Rivers, uh, you could start him in some leagues. Uh and uh, his wide receivers, uh, well, uh, Terrell Williams is quietly having a good year, but uh, Inman might be available in some leagues. He's coming off a good game. And I think both of the Raiders' wide receivers, who are a pretty good duo, I think both of those guys are banged up, and uh, Crabtree's production has been slacking off. So he's a guy uh, I don't feel confident about starting. All right. Well, I like all those players. Inman is a player that is – Received a lot of targets the last couple of weeks. He's he's the I don't want to say the deep guy, but he's who Philip throws to a lot, a lot, um, as of late. Um, both Amari as well as um, Crasher are a little nicked up, but I don't think it's going to stop either from showing up to this game. Let's move on. We got about five minutes left. Let me interject real something real quick. Quickly, quickly, in quickly. In minute and Williams. Um, they they get about the same amount of targets, and you never know which one is going to have the better week. But they they are both viable starts because they get about the same amount of targets, give or take one or two, something like that. They get the same amount of targets. It's just you don't you never know who's going to have the the bigger game. Well, the past three weeks, Inman has had the bigger of the games. That's why I'm saying he's the hot hand now. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You're going against a team. You have no run game, no established run game. So if I'm the Raiders, I'm going to peel back and and, and go after Phillip Rivers, who can't run. So we'll see. Um, but Tampa Bay at Dallas. Now listen, Dallas is coming off of their their uh, first loss in 11 games. Tampa is blue hot. They are blue hot. Jameis Winston's turning things on. 
I'm calling for the upset. Not because I don't like Dallas, but I'm calling for the upset. I think Tampa. I I think no, it isn't. I think Tampa wins this game on the road, um, only because I think Jameis Winston is going to outplay Dak, um, because Jameis is going to throw to his big tall receiver, and and Dak is going to throw to Cole Beasley, and it's going to be Zeke versus the Muscle Hamster. Now Dallas has a better offensive line, but I just don't think that. Uh, I, I I honestly think Tampa is just the hotter of of the teams right now, coming in coming in and and playing a little more desperate than than Dallas. If you understand what I'm saying. So with that being said, and we got, we don't have much time, we got 90 seconds left. I want to go over to uh, to Travis. Hey Travis, listen, I say play Cam Newton because I think that he's going to be better against Washington's defense uh, as a turner passer. You can do it if you want. Uh, I I play him over Flacco. Um, I was trying to hurry him get to that game so give you more analysis, but you know didn't get to it. Sorry, brother. Uh, we're going to go into overtime and talk about both games. So when we're done, come back, listen, or fast forward uh, the last part of the show and uh, hear our analysis on the Carolina Washington game. But gentlemen, real quick, Tampa Bay Dallas. Uh, you know. Uh... I'm not. I don't share your enthusiasm about Doug Martin. He's been inconsistent, and uh, I think mm-hmm. uh, Charles Sims gets some carries. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know the Dallas run defense has been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I like Cameron Brait. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup for him, and he's quietly uh, had a, a pretty pretty big year for Tampa at tight end. Agreed. Jerry, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, uh, I like um, Dallas in this game. Um, Tampa is on a run. I understand that they've been playing well. Uh, Dallas writes the ship in this game. All right, guys, we're about to go to overtime. Thank you for listening. So we're in overtime, Washington at Carolina. Um, let's do this uh, with, with the quickness. Uh, I love my team. I really do. But I do not believe that they're going to uh, – with Luke Coochley coming back, that's the big difference for me. He's coming back this week. He's going to play. Um, he's he's the anchor of that defense. Now, the secondary is terrible. The secondary is terrible. Um, Jameson Crowder, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, all three of those guys should eat well this on Monday night. Jordan Reed. I love Jordan Reed. The problem is... Luke Coochley can cover Jordan Reed. He can cover uh, uh, Gronk. He can cover Jordan. Now, will they put him out on an island and flex him out so that Coochley is outside of the, of the box and run Robert Kelly? Quite possibly. But on the other side of the ball, Cam Newton, uh, he likes to throw to Greg Olson and Calvin Benjamin. And now Devin Funches. All these guys are tall strong wide receivers. The Redskins cornerbacks, they're outside of Josh Norman. They're not that tall. They're not that strong. Um, I know Josh wants to make a big impact and say, look, y'all should have paid me the money um, and everything would have been fine, but they did not. And uh, we'll see what happens. Carolina's have a, is having a, a, a terrible year. Cam Newton and all of his dressings 
something's wrong with that dude. I like him, but he needs to change his wardrobe. Um, <laughs> Will I honestly think? I honestly think that he's going to run wild on the Redskins. Now, I said earlier I thought that the Skins were going to lose, but because I, the secondary of, of Carolina is so bad, um, I honestly think that the Kirk Cousins, who is, I believe, the top five quarterback right now, is going to have an opportunity to throw all over them um, and get the victory. This isn't going to be a, 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 a run-first, pass-second type game. This is going to be a pass-first type game. It's going to be a pass-first type game, in my opinion. Um, and again, we're talking about fantasy, so it doesn't matter if Cam Newton wins the game or not. Just as long as he gives you enough points. And I think he will. Uh, with that being said, let's go to Jeff, then end it with Jerry. You know, I, I think even with, if Kukli plays, uh, it's, uh, it's a very good matchup for Jordan Reed, but it makes me nervous because, uh, you know, it's a Monday night game in case he doesn't suit up. Uh, but I guess if you drafted Reed high, you got the stomach for taking that kind of chance. This is a good game for the Washington wide receivers uh-huh. and uh, for the Panthers. Of course, uh, you know, you start your usual guys. Uh, I think it's a good game for Newton. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's been pretty good. And uh, after a few bad games, I think uh, Greg Olson is back. And uh, I think you could you could start him this week. Jerry. Redskins. Redskins have allowed at least one touchdown to every quarterback and healthy yarders to those who with better defense offenses. The Redskins have also allowed a lot of rushing scores, but mostly in road games. Only two rushers scored in Washington over the last four home games. Um, on the road, the Panthers have allowed an average of 375 yards passing uh, over, the, over the last five games, away games. That includes Case Keenum, who threw over 296 yards and that and that was the worst that was the worst the Panthers also have allowed seven tight end touchdowns to the six road teams that they have faced if Jordan Reed appears limited very possible then Vernon Davis would be a reasonable um a long shot to take it um I love the the Washington Redskins to romp all over the uh Carolina Panthers who Obviously, do not play well. The defense, I don't care if it's Luke Cooley or not, play well on, on the road. Not the same team that they were last year on defense. Love Kirk Cousins. Love Kirk Cousins. Go Kirk well, Cousins. You guys can have him Never next year. Go Kirk Cousins. You'll, 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 uh, you'll enjoy him next year when you pay him $100 million, just like Osweiler. But with that being said, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I love my team uh, both here on the radio, talking about Jeff and Jerry, as well as Black. I'm not sure if Black's been on uh, the, the crew show lately or not, but he's still part of the family. Um, and we might be bringing in some others to the family. Supposedly, the Trump surrogate should be back with us. I'm talking about no chaser. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but uh, that might be coming about. <laughs> hey, dude, you, you're going to have four years of that. Four years of that. I don't know and if then, I can do that. 
we might be having uh, our young ladies come on board and uh, discussing topics, discussing mm-hmm. topics. Have a friend, okay. uh, longtime friend, former uh, Turner Network uh, person who mm-hmm. is interested in, in joining the family. I'll give you guys more information as it as it comes about. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Fantasy Sports and Politics is here every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed Sunday with the Master Plan at 10 a.m. Uh, on yeah Eastern Standard Time. Then on Thursdays at 8 p.m., you have the FSP Crew Show. Okay? We do what we do, and we do it for you all day, every day. Parting shots, real quick, Jeff, and then Jerry. Well, um, we uh, speaking of TNT Sports, uh, they had uh, a real gentleman uh, working the sidelines for a very long time, doing a great job. Uh, Craig Sager passed away this week, and uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, sorely missed by uh, friends, family, and fans. So uh, he's a real good guy. That's a good one. Jerry. Well, I want to wish you two um, good luck in your fantasy playoffs. If if things work out right, Jeff, we may meet each other in in the championship uh, in one of the leagues. Um, what? And if Vic, if what? things work out right in another league, we may meet each other in the uh, semifinals. So, good luck uh, and um, good luck in the uh, fantasy uh, playoffs to the both of you. Well, I'm going to defeat Jer- uh, Jeff. I'm going to definitely defeat you, and I'm taking it all. I'm not going to be humble at all, at all, but I love you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to thank you all for listening to the program. Hopefully you enjoyed Hopefully you got something out of it. And it's, what, 4.30 in the morning for me, so I'm going to get some shut-eye before the football game comes on. I got to get out of here. I'll see you all next week. We're out. You in the right place, so take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine, but there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.